already know that for the older population, keeping fit is essential. But so many forms of exercise can be hard on our bodies as we age. That's why so many have turned to Pilates, including me, as a way to stay in shape while reducing the risk of injury that weight-bearing exercises may cause. In fact, it was Joseph Pilates who said, we retire too early and die too young. Our prime of life should be in the 70s and old age should not come until we are almost 100. The longer we live, the more opportunity we have to improve our health. With its focus on controlled breathing and quality of movement, not quantity of repetitions, many experts agree that Pilates is one of the best ways for older adults to stay healthy. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ironing Out the Wrinkles. I'm your host, Kate Shaw. And I'm your other host, Ros McMaster. Together we're taking the age out of ageism, helping men and women embrace the second stage of life with less fear. Today we're joined by Pilates instructor Jade Kassar. Jade is the brainchild and director of Powered by Pilates. After 14 years as a student of Pilates and 11 years as an instructor, Jade has truly found her calling. She loves that what she teaches helps people understand their own body and work with it, not against it. She loves the connectivity between the mind and muscle that enables a person's muscle control in their daily movement to make their lives better. I'm so excited to speak with you. Hello, thank you for having me. I know I, I actually hate exercise, but I do love, I've got to have fun. So I love, that's why I love Pilates. But Jade, your interest in Pilates came about after an acquiring an injury. Can you share that story with us all? Oh, Please? I can in three hours. No. Um, <laughs> so I was, I was simply walking a friend's dog. I was out walking the dog. The dog pulled on my arm and I tore a ligament in my shoulder and it was really painful. And I sought a physio to fix that. And the exercises the physio was giving me seemed very basic, for lack of a better term. And I um I literally did a bit of research and found out it was a basic Pilates movement. And from there I I just, you know, got my little fire in myself lit up and I was like, right, I want to know more. And I got to studying a little bit more about Pilates and I found out you could do it on these amazing machines. And once I got started, I just my literally, I, I literally just fell in love with how it felt. My body felt how I moved, how I was able to make my shoulder feel better. Um, so even at the, you know, young age of 30 at that stage or younger, I, you know, had found a space where I felt really secure in my physical fitness. And I just wanted to share that with everybody that I knew. And so I dragged my friend and my mom and my family and, and then I started working and, you know, working towards being an instructor and, through that exposure, I had more injuries because, you know, that's life. You get hurt. It's kind of what life does a bit. And genuinely, I wouldn't be here kind of, you know, 14 years later, still being in love with it and still teaching the people I get to teach because it's, you know, it's just a movement that everybody should be doing with their life, no matter their age, no matter their status, no matter, you know, their feeling. They should just be including it in their everyday life to make their everyday life better. So what is Pilates then? So 
Pilates is actually somebody's name. It's a man named Joseph Pilates, and it was his movement pattern that he called controlology back in the 1900s, you know, the early 1900s. He was born in 1880. Um, He put these movements together to actually educate his own body and rehabilitate his own body as he was born with quite a few illnesses and then as he grew he met a dancing partner and they took that controlology practice to America where they have their founding studio and it's still there he used to call it his body conditioning studio back in the day it didn't have a fancy name like Pilates back then (laughs) Um, and that's that's how it got started and that studio still stands and from what I understand there's more than 14 million people in the world that do it now Wow! and who knows how many of us actually teach it so it's huge that's how it started wow And, and why is Pilates particularly good for adults over the age of 50 because I've noticed lots of people in your studios are over 50 yes well I'm like yourselves I'm not ageist in any parameter of my exercise training I believe that the movement should be for everybody so I made sure that our movement strategy at Powered by Pilates was safe for every age physical starting point and we just made sure that we started everybody slowly to condition the right muscle pattern correctly to help them and of course being that that's the structure of basic Pilates Pilates has come a little bit more nouveau in the you know more modern years but when you look at basic Pilates and those foundation movements, genuinely to an older demographic, that is a very safe movement practice to begin with if you're starting later in life with your movement. Mm. But so, what 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 are the benefits for older people? Sure. So because it's a resistance space, as you can see the machine or when you look at machines, they give your body the, the basic support that it needs so that you can learn to recruit each muscle chain properly without putting pressure on your joints without putting pressure the wrong way through your body while you're learning to exercise. Unfortunately, a lot of weight-bearing style exercises, people damage themselves because they're not learning how to recruit properly in the muscular movement pattern. And that in itself causes problems, especially in an older demographic, because you've probably got 30, maybe 40 years of bad muscle patterning in your body already, depending on what you've done for your life. And trying trying to unwind that takes time. So the Pilates practice is very safe because it's repetitive, it's systemized in its training to begin with, and then at any age you can actually increase that training and get stronger and stronger. You know, Kate, for example, I've watched her go head-to-head with some of the youngest guys in in the studio and she's amazing. (laughs) But I have been doing it since 2005. Correct. Uh, Yeah, I began a long time ago. Yeah. Exactly. So the more you do it, the stronger you get, and that in its turn makes you move better for the whole of your life so there's no specific to it it's just getting started whatever age you're getting started at is what is going to help you my father started in his 80s he discovered pilates because i was doing it and my sister-in-law was doing it she's a teacher down in melbourne and he loved it he was a bit daunted looking at the reformer which is that machine in the background that we can see if anyone's on youtube but it's like a moving platform, isn't it? And it's spring-loaded and it's it's got pulleys and ropes and it's really, he loved it. He really enjoyed it and he's, he's a real fan like me. That's exactly what I've always come across with anybody, especially anybody that's past the age of 70 on the machines, is that it actually supports their body's muscular mobility really, really well. 
And then, of course, if you're not able to get down, my machines are built to be a higher level to support frames that can't get down on the floor level or a lower level. There are other Pilates apparatuses that you can actually kind of use depending on, you know, what your mobility level is. Like Pilates himself created a, a whole, you know, range of movement. It wasn't just this one machine that he came up with. I believe this machine came up from a hospital bed and some other things that he pulled together and some other bits and pieces that he got curious with. And that's how this scary looking reformer came around. Yeah. It does yeah. It does. I said to Kate before, they look like bit um, like torture machines. Don't they? They're <laughs> the old days. My, my father's in his late sixties and he calls it a torture practice. And, yeah. Oh, not at all though. Yeah. I love it. But, but they look at it. It's yeah. very scary. So, so what are the different types of Pilates? So there's the reformer machine, but what other types are there? Yeah, so you can do Pilates on the floor if you are mobile enough to get down on the floor and work from the floor. And, of course, working off of the floor actually gives you more resistance with your own body weight. So it takes a lot more strength to work on a floor level with mat work Pilates. But they have these big, beautiful machines called Cadillacs or trapezes. My dad thought that was hilarious that I owned a Cadillac before he did, but that's a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that that is a higher-based machine so that you can easily get on and off that machine if you do not have the mobility to get down lower. There are other things called wonder chairs. So it's not quite an office chair, but it's called a wonder chair if that is, excites anybody. Um, so that's so you, you can work from a seated position for rehabilitation purposes. Um, there's also a ladder and barrel because that's what it looks like, a ladder and barrel that you work over and that's specifically to work your spinal cavity when you, you know, get strong enough in your muscular region, you start working with your bone structure to actually enhance your bone levels as you develop your Pilates career, which is why it's very appropriate for anybody over the age of 50, particularly. That's okay. Bone density. Hint, hint. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so so the, the type that you choose really depends on, um, you know, particularly there's so many things that afflict people over the age of 50. So the type of Pilates that you choose is going to depend on what issue you're what trying what to resolve you within your body. Where you're, where you're starting with, but to be perfectly honest, any good instructor can put any person on any machine and make that machine work for that person because your good instructors should know how to work with each of your bodies. And that is a skill that comes with time, perseverance, and really learning people's movement and each individual person's challenges. Each movement is a movement that a body should be able to do, but each person doesn't start at the right starting point or the same starting point. And that is what the skill is in becoming a good instructor over time works with is working with each person and what their capability is and extending that that spectrum of range and, and you know, capability with a body when you're working with that person is to make them feel their best and so that they can keep working well into their late <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's, that's a good point that you're making, actually, and that's a question that we were going to ask later mm. about, you know, what kind of, how dangerous it can be if you don't have the right instructor. So uh, I can talk about that one. Yeah. We, we definitely, yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, I started in 2005, as I said, at a fabulous place. It was linked to a hospital run by a lot of physios, and it was the very first one in Queensland in Australia. And um, it closed after about six years, and then I had to find somewhere else. And I, I looked everywhere, and then I found one 
they had a whole lot of them and they look really good but they didn't they had it was all done differently it was we're in a class situation where everyone did exactly the same on a to a tv screen there were no mirrors and most of them in my class yeah they were younger but i i, I couldn't keep up with a lot of them and i kept because i'm very proud i tried to do what they were all doing and not only myself but in the three years i went i ended up injuring myself because it wasn't it wasn't suitable for me and i didn't feel that they were they were wonderful instructors but i don't think they understood my body very well because i've got a shoulder broken shoulder injury and a broken wrist injury and i don't think they were you know taught that i don't know but after i hurt myself that was it and then i was really sad i didn't i, I needed pilates because i loved it knowing then i used to do ballet when i was really young till i was 26 so i my husband actually pointed out he'd seen a flyer or something from your place and that's how i found you and i liked having the free lesson to see if i did like you which that was a different thing and then when i went along i thought it was really nice that yes there were all ages there were no screens it was just mirrors and everybody was introduced to each other so it felt really friendly like a bit like a family kind of thing so and no one looked at you and whenever i made a mistake no one would say hey kate are you doing this wrong it was like a general thing that everybody in the class was doing it wrong so you weren't humiliated because i often mm. cheat you'll be the first to say that i'm very good at cheating <laughs> and doing things the easier way but it's fun that's the most important thing i think for mm. me it's exercise oh. but it's got to be fun yeah and my balance has got to be right but I, I think the difference too like there's been a couple of different gyms that I've joined and never stay very long because I'm not a gym person. I'm one of those people yeah. that sign up and then three months later I've, I've never been. But anyway, the Pilates that they do at the gym, the last time I went to one of those and I thought, you know, she's not looking at anybody in this class. She wasn't inquiring about what we needed for our bodies. She wasn't paying attention to whether or not we were doing it right. She was literally just instructing people and doing the exercises herself. So dangerous, I think, doing it from a gym. It's a really different format. Especially when you're older. Well, mm. yes. And, and I myself have worked at some of those big gyms and I've done Pilates in those big gyms. And that was how I guess my brand came about when I got started, I felt like I couldn't be responsible for everybody in front of me unless those numbers were kept well under 10, to be perfectly frank. I didn't have the time in what you would call an allocated time period to really even run your eyes over everybody well enough to ensure safety in the movement, as well as the correct movement in that movement. It's one thing for somebody to look like they're doing it the right way, but if they're not feeling it in the right muscular area and not feeling it in certain places that people are prone to cheating in yes so i'm looking at you to catch the ball um <laughs> that, that, is, that, that is the skill that an instructor needs to kind of build to that they can work with the room and feel confident that they're going to help everybody in that room or be able to you know work with that person on a solo journey if need be to really get that basic movement pattern and from this I have coined a, a basic Pilates program, which we are starting to advertise and, and pushing out now so that people who don't necessarily want to do private training one-on-one, because -on -one, that can be very expensive, especially when you need that kind mm -hmm. of attention three times a week at least. Um, I've put together these body basic classes that move slower so that people can start to learn the basics. Because honestly, once the basics get taken on board, regardless of what starting point you have or what injury you've incurred, 
that that is actually the the key to being happier in your your body and your movement is just starting slowly and becoming aware of what your own body does which was Mr Pilates first controlology philosophy he just wanted people to move he was once phrased as saying the world will do my controlology and he, he's not actually wrong it's just done in so many different forms and unfortunately i think a lot of the true pilates has been lost in that pilates evolution over the last 10 15 years it's mm. become more about the trend and the look yes. and yes. how young and gorgeous you look rather than how functionally you move and how good you can put your socks on on the daytime and the fact that you can get in and out of bed without hurting yourself or getting in and out of the car or lifting grandchildren or all of these things that I see in my, you know, my 50 plus age category. And 50 is not old. 70 is not old, to be perfectly frank. Even 80 is not old if you've got good mobility. You know, that that is exactly, it's mobility that actually keeps you quite young, which is what Mr. Pilates was saying in that first little context. So I've always been a true follower of that, is that if you keep the movement quite simple and controlled in the very beginning, the right movement pattern comes into play so that you can move at a faster pace in a safe, you know, mechanical mechanism. So, so yeah, so even if you have arthritis or back pain or... Um, it's still okay and it helps how else does it help older people I know there's um, like strength and flexibility what else does it do so so what it does is makes your mind connect to the right muscle for that movement so that you don't load into your joints or your neck or your back or you know anything that you shouldn't be doing incorrectly and its primary focus point is what it's designed for And then on top of that, once you get that right muscular movement and mobility, all of those bone density issues, the the right muscle structure starts to fall into like a a puzzle piece pattern and the jigsaw starts to come together and the body starts responding to that. So the body's reaction to that actually starts building healthier muscular response, which makes you feel better, like literally. Make your back stronger. And you help with rehab, don't you, from surgery and things like that, I've noticed. I do, purely because I have more of a, I I guess I used to work in that space a little bit more. I used to work with physios and chiros and I used to work in all of these spaces in what they used to have as clinical rooms. But what I noticed is nothing I was doing was out of the ordinary realm of normal basic Pilates. Um, you know, the Pilates practice was around a lot longer before physios were around and physios, not that there's anything wrong with physios, physios are needed for diagnostic purposes and, and doctors are needed for all your medical side of things, but your movement patterns just need to be controlled and safe and making sure that you as the individual that you are understand where that movement initiates from. And in that, the body starts to respond really happily no matter what age you start that at. So if you are suffering from any pained areas, i.e., let's take a hip. I have a beautiful woman that I've helped with her hip recently. Um, may I, I I met this beautiful woman at a, at a party and she was struggling to get up the stairs. And I, I, I just said to her, I said, can I help you? And this gorgeous girl said, yes, I'm about to have my hip replaced. And I thought, oh, you poor thing, that's, that's not fun. That's painful in itself. And I, I politely asked if she was doing any exercises in the lead up to that surgery. And she said, no. And I said, well, can you come and see me? I, I would really like to help you. And in a few short weeks, I had some muscle movement happening. And after she had that surgery, she felt so much better and she was up and moving around. So even though what I was doing with her was not in a rehabilitative format, it was just purely Pilates basic movement. 
I was helping her and she's now up and moving around really happily. And that surgery was only kind of six weeks ago. So that is, you know, one of the things that I love about what I'm able to bring to the table in the Pilates world. It's just a little bit more basic. On the other hand, I can also kick your butt and make you sweat and make you cry because you're in so much pain with your muscles. That's a whole different skill. But, you know, when you start off at the other end, you can kind of move through any any pain. And I've seen lots of people with knees, ankles, hips, shoulders. I myself have had shoulder problems and neck problems and I'm only 40 years of age, so I can only imagine that's going to get more fun as I get older. So I wholeheartedly just wanted to bring what I knew to people's understanding to help them move better. Yeah, I, I agree. The place that I used to go to that very first Pilates studio I went to in 2005 was called Rehabil Rehabilitation Dynamics. And I actually saw um, in certain hours of the time they have people in wheelchairs that were actually being taught how to use, like there was a young boy who had a football injury, um, some terrible injury, but they were getting movement back with the Pilates, with the reformer, which yeah. was pretty exciting. From a personal level, I had my my mum was diagnosed with motor neurone disease more than eight years ago, and unfortunately, I lost her seven years ago. But I was I was privileged to have enough muscular knowledge to help her stay standing for most of that time. Oh, even that's wonderful! Her, even though her physicality and her mental ability to control that physicality was, you know, diminishing quickly, I was able to manipulate her on one of my machines to keep her muscles healthier. It kept her body feeling that little bit better than it would have been, you know, in any other circumstance. And that was a real privilege to to be there. Oh, with her. absolutely, that. Jade. That's wonderful. Mm, that, that, that has really always kind of kept me pushing forward. And she was always my biggest advocate for just doing what my my heart told me to do, which was help the world find Pilates in a safer mechanism than some of the bigger studios around. So we are small and boutique for that exact reason. We've put in these, you know, these more basic classes to help people that financially can't afford to do private classes. I have a beautiful private room that I can teach people privately if that's the, the path they'd like to choose in. The Powered by Pilates has just brought in recently bar classes. Yeah, I noticed help, that. Mm. Yeah, to help with I haven't been to that. And, yes, we'll, we'll get everybody in. It's all right. You'll both come along and have fun. So what you. is it? Is it for, for bone density, is it? And it's stretching, is it? What is it? it? Is, well, bar was coined along the Pilates bases but in a more vertical composition and the bar was put there to actually add balance to that but obviously in the ballet world they've picked mm, I up did that yeah dancing and and other things but bar in its totality is actually just Pilates in a vertical standpoint and you practice getting your muscles up on tiptoes and hitting your foot harder on the ground so that your bone density gets stronger and all of those fun things that come along with exercising um, and we are you know putting together a whole series of of class types in that space as well as yoga um, as well as you know balance as well as all of these little timetable things I've been working on while I've had a couple of children to make sure that you know when I get back to work full-time there's lots of things for everybody because you know I believe in movement for everybody literally 
Well, that that's excellent, particularly as you're aging, bone density and muscle. And like you were saying before, with um, making her strong before she had the surgery, like I've had three major surgeries and I made sure I was really fit before I went for surgery and my recovery time was so good. And when I say really fit, I only needed to do walking. I, I don't go to the gym. I don't do anything crazy. Um, and I recovered so quickly from those surgeries. Make the body stronger. That's yeah. exactly right. Your body needs to be strong in your body because surgery essentially, you know, halts wherever you're at for a period of time. So obviously that goes backwards. So the body needs to be strong going into anything, you know, so yes. that it can cope with what it's about to go through. So even from a surgical rehabilitation space the 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 rehab work i i did even as just a pilates instructor because i'm just a pilates instructor you know i was always very privileged to kind of work with people that were in so much pain and everybody's in a little bit of pain somebody that's got a sore back just because they don't know how to hold their core muscles will be as debilitating as somebody that's suffering a severe hip knee or ankle problem you know Mm -hmm. pain is is so personal to people whatever level of pain they're in and learning how to really help somebody in that pain point is something that we take very seriously with Powered by Pilates is to make sure that we're working with you, you know, wherever you are at. And I think balance as we get older, too many of us as we get older are prone to falling. So well, and we lose our balance. So this well, is I hate, to, I hate to break it to you, but that starts going backwards from the time you're 35. So oh, does oh it? really? Okay. Okay. From 35 onwards, it's, the clock is working backwards towards you. So you know <sighs> sooner you can get started with any of that type of thing something as simple as standing on one leg while you brush your teeth if you were at home by yourself hold on to the bench do not do that under you know yeah but it's those little repetitive things in life that I have wholeheartedly noticed are people's biggest challenges is their repetitive strain patterns that they have in their day-to-day life that cause long-term injuries in a body mm. that you little changes in that mobility range at home i have ladies that i make cook with a ball between their their knees at home so that they don't really <laughs> to their hips oh, that's like a them. good idea is I'm it right I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm giving away trade secrets but seriously <laughs> little things that can help you keep you know better muscular acuity in your day-to-day movement so is that a tennis ball age. <laughs> The tennis ball goes under your feet, not between. Oh, your right. right. Under your feet. Oh, my gosh. Oh. But isn't that funny? Like we start losing balance from 35. I mean, that's our ageist Jeez. attitude and our ageist language. We think it's only attributed to old yes. people Good after point. the age of 70 Good or something. That's yeah. true. I was 37 when I fell pregnant with my son and they called me a geriatric and I was like, I'd like to, <gasps> I'd like to test that. Thank you. I'm, <laughs> you know. I've had both my babies between 37 and 39 and I did magnificently if I you can. You sure did. I know you did. Yes. <laughs> so you're a, test, a testament to what you, you you actually are, what you're preaching. You bounce back very well. That's exactly it. And I, I have felt privileged, Kate, in helping you in your journey with your shoulders, having had shoulder problems. Yeah. Myself. I have yes, I smashed it well and truly, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I wholeheartedly person has a right to to move better in their day and I just wanted to create a safe space outside of the rehabilitation world that people felt like they could do that that's not to say that that is ageist we have clients I have 19 year olds that move worse than some of my 60 year olds like seriously it's that's not an ageist comment It, it purely people can have bad patterns from you know 
15, 16, or even 10 years of age. It's it's amazing what the body, you know, yeah. starts with. Yeah. When I first met you, I was surprised. She made me she just, I want to watch how you walk. So I had to walk from one by myself. There's no one else in the room. By myself, the whole length of the studio and back, wondering she was studying the way I walked. And um, I thought that was fascinating, what you discovered feet, about my gait. Your feet and your butt and your spine speak to me on a level that most people don't really understand. <laughs> I was fascinated. What you telling me. So you're not the first and you will not be the last person I make oh, ever. right. And that, it teaches me a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is there anyone who should not be engaging in Pilates? Anybody that doesn't want to help themselves would be my holistically. <laughs> um, look, in in my in my you know years of, of teaching, I've met one or two people that don't have the mental capacity to get better, and that that is definitely people's own journey if they are you know of a headspace that can't work towards a place of feeling better. Um, you know, that's where rehabilitation really comes into that that game. The the big physios and, and people and the, the the psychologists and psychiatrists and the people that need to work with people's mental strengthening is definitely a field that that, you know, that side of life needs to go to. But outside of that, movement of Pilates should be done by everybody. Yeah, so, isn't it funny? Because you know, even with yoga, they say check with your doctor before you do a particular thing but you know when you talk about what your mother was going through and yet you were still able to help her as well with motor neurons isn't incredible. that incredible yeah, yeah. that is and my my mum my mum didn't want to be in a wheelchair like she just wanted to move because she was, she was a beautiful woman yeah. she was she was a beautiful human who just wanted to move and she did not want to be stuck in a wheelchair because i was i was genuinely shocked at the way people because she was it. young wasn't she was young she was only 54 that is not old so that is you know that has definitely been my soldier pattern of you know doing it for everybody because you know if I could do it for her I know I can help lots of other people achieve that and in that that yoga space it has taken me a long time to find a yoga instructor that I respect and like that has the same ethos to me as the movement has to be. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. I can't wait to introduce Pretty to the world when she, you know, steps in and and doing yeah. things. I think I'd like to meet her because I've had a bad experience with my first yoga class. I went to a yoga boot camp and I was the worst in the class and someone said like a boot camp doesn't go with yoga, so I think I picked the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, look, there is yoga practice and there's Pilates practice everywhere that doesn't quite get it in the original in its original forms which in its originality it was meant to be done you know under a watchful eye or you know with someone who is really watching what you're doing and un unfortunately the big gyms and the the more bodies in a room the better you know yeah, yeah. trademark that seems to be coming through everywhere really has died off and you know we're a small little studio but I love that we're a small little studio I love Me that too. I know everybody's name I love that I can introduce everybody to each other because you should work out with friends that makes it fun and that's you know that's our little community and I'm really proud that that community has been standing for 10 years like that's what I'm proud of oh that's so nice yeah, and it is a nice place to go yeah. to how often do you think people need to go to Pilates to see results to be perfectly honest like anything if you're going to do it repetitively you need to to fight the brain over the body which is usually a three to five time a week Activity. Wow. I used to go every day, but Gosh. then I got to three. Now I go two. It's terrible. I have to lift my game. But, but that's exactly <laughs> it. Especially when you are beginning something. If mm. I can 
if I can attribute this to anybody that's starting a practice, you have to give it your totality at the beginning because if you your biggest enemy is usually your mind pattern and your muscle pattern because of the way that you control your body, um, which is what controlology is all actually about. Um, I'm even wearing a controlology shirt. That's, that's how much I love it. Um, <laughs> um, but genuinely, you know, and that takes repetition and basic movement to begin with. And then once that basic, you know, tabletop hold, learning to use your abs without your back, learning to lift your abs without your neck, learning to move your arms without your shoulders, all of these little tidbits that come through, once that has been achieved, that movement is very fluid and very, you know. Automatic. Yeah. Well, it is automatic and it looks beautiful and seamless because it is. When you look at professional people that dance or, you know, runway models or that, they are muscularly attuned to their best condition, even athletes because their bodies are primed to do that movement perfectly. That mm. is why they look so graceful in that movement. Every person can have that. They just need to concentrate on their movement and their mobility structure in their everyday movement to create that within themselves. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to ask what makes older people give up on Pilates, but I guess that's the thing. Um, don't want to make the commitment. I'm answering your question for you or yeah. expecting too much too soon. I think it's a combination of getting frustrated with themselves because nobody has actually explained to them that it's going to take time. Um, I, I have really noticed in my little life of teaching that it's people's own resistance to it that is the biggest struggle. Once the body understands it, the body actually responds really happily. And Mr Pilates himself used to say it takes 10 classes to even understand it, 20 classes to you know, really comprehend it. And at 30 classes, you're just getting started. So that is, I don't think that it was, was inept as she actually said, I haven't got that written down anywhere, but I know that it does honestly take kind of that many goes at it before the, the mind and the body actually start talking to one another and communicating better. And even in a rehab world, that's what is necessary is you moving away from the injury to make it move better. And, and I think that that's attributed to life. You know, people give up on everything to, because it's too hard and mm. it is hard. If, if it's not hard, it's not worth doing. That's the whole Yeah. Thing. Everything worthwhile always seems to be difficult, doesn't it? But it's only hard for a little while. Yeah. It's only mm. hard for, and Pilates is designed to be done every day. It hurts while you're doing it. Let me tell you, there's no cheat around. Not that always at, for me. I'm, I'm 15, I'm 15 years <laughs> in, you know, I can still make my muscle burn after a rep. Like that's what the goal is but it's the recovery after the workout that you don't feel anything of. And that is a true sign that your body is conditioned to each of those movements. And each of Pilates movements was designed to put your body in its optimal movement pattern. So each movement was attributed to extending your limb, your spine, your body in its extended range to give you health and mobility throughout life. That's yeah. That's fabulous. Yeah. That's fabulous. <laughs> Can I just ask you? So, Jade, I'm just wondering, um, do you do courses online? I know during COVID you did. Do you still do them? We don't presently because I just found um, that we couldn't really help people online in the correct muscular movement pattern that they really needed. What I have learned about Pilates is you need somebody standing over you to see where you 
cheat from or where you move incorrectly from so that you can help recondition that. And what we found during Zoom is that people would still do the sit-ups with their necks, you know, hold their tabletops fractionally the wrong way, all those little cheats that everybody does that we're usually there fixing, you know, that that was the big thing. So I'm I'm hoping to one day make that practice a little bit better. Jade, that was so interesting today and I hope it brings so many more people over the age of 50 until their oldest of age into the Pilates studio. Have you got any words of advice or wisdom to anyone who might be a little bit afraid to hop in the door to a Pilates studio? Um, look, wholeheartedly, I would say just find the right fit for you. Find the right team, the right people that you feel comfortable and confident with, um, i.e. powered by Pilates. We're here to help you as you, you know, age appropriately. But just get started. Really started slowly. Move slowly into it. Don't have your expectations so high that you're going to have disappointment straight off the bat. Give yourself the time to understand that you've got to unlearn some of those patterns that you've taken your whole lives to get to. And that that is a process in itself. And to not give up on that, don't give up on yourself in that in that journey. Essentially, um, you know, Pilates has been around a very long time. It will still be around for a very long time if I have anything to say about it. So, we will genuinely be there to kind of help you through whatever challenges your body is going through. And if you know, put you in front of the people that can help you. If we're not able to do that, that's what a good team does: is it puts the support around you that you need to make you feel better, especially when you're, you know, finding challenges in your mobility and in your, you know, in your older demographic of people, you know, life gets in the way and in, in that comes a little bit of injury or a little bit of pain and hopefully Pilates will keep that at bay so that you can keep going through your life because, you know, I'm just a Pilates instructor, but I genuinely believe that movement should be for everybody. <laughs>